1976, Yugoslavia sent a group with a song that they really thought would have a great chance for a good place in the contest. That didn't happen, and because of that, Yugoslavia withdrew from the contest for five years. Today, I have invited the singer from this group, who just a few minutes before her performance clashed together with a photographer and had to perform the song without any makeup on. She later became the head of delegation for Bosnian Herzegovina under several years, and today she does her best to bring her country back to the contest. You are listening to Eurovision Legends with me, Emil Lovström, and before the jingle roll, I would like to thank my great friend Davor Page, who made this episode happen. Vala! Welcome to Eurovision Legends, Ismeta Dervoz. Oh, hello, Emil. Thank you very much for this introduction. I don't consider myself of any legend, but it sounds well. Thank you very much. <laughs> How are you? I'm fine, thank you. As uh, all the people now in the world, I try to stay calm, stay healthy, and to go through these times as much as possible good, I mean. You were born in Sarajevo during the Tito era. Tell me, how was it to grow up in Yugoslavia during this time? I was born in 1954, so uh, Tito's pioneer. I still remember that we were very happy at the time. I mean, I was peaceful in my family. My mother and my father get to have the work. We go to the vacations. I had a, a possibility to go to school, to improve my knowledges. And uh, most of all, I remember that I never, never asked any of my friends and didn't mean to ask any of my friends, are you Croat, are you Serb, are you Bosniak or are you other? So we were equal, we were together. And I really remember the time as a good and for for me as a, as a young person everything's changed in the 90s and we learned to live on the other way with the in the other some circumstances and if you ask me now i will repeat it was a good time for me uh, you started your musical career at a very young age how did everything start oh i was for 14 play piano and uh, go with my colleagues uh, on one um, audition for the youth festival in Sarajevo. It was the young people sing to the spring in a translation, maybe it's not sounds well, but Mladi Pjevaju Proljeću was the name of the festival. And uh, I win. So yeah. it starts like, like this. One day I play Mozart in my music school and tomorrow morning I sing Um, Aretha Franklin and Janis Joplin with my band. Uh, and before Eurovision, you had a very big hit that later became an evergreen in the region of Yugoslavia, Semljo Moja. Yes. 
svakog trena mislim na te. Zemlja moja, zemlja moja. My time with the ambassadors, it's the name of the group, was wonderful time in my life. We were friends and one of the absolutely the best songwriter in, in ex-Yugoslavia and Bosnia and Herzegovina, Kemal Monteno, offer us a song for the festival, huge festival in, in Sarajevo. Island uh, was not for us um, a song uh, uh, which which talk about the love of the land, a patriotic song. It was a love song. It was a song who talks about the people who live in uh, different places in the world and uh, trying to be connected in their their hearts and their souls with the love uh, of, for, for their country and for their hometowns. So it was a huge hit, but the most of the people think about the songs, about uh, the patriotic song. For me, it's a still a love song. It was in 1975, and a year after that, the ambassadors won in uh, Opatia on festival uh, Yugoslavian uh, selection for Eurovision Song Contest, and we go to Hague. And the song that was chosen was Nemogu Skriti Svojbol. Did you... Excellent pronunciation. <laughs> oh, Svala. Yeah. Uh, did you have several songs to choose from, or was this the only one? It was the only one song for ambassadors. We we uh, decided to go with this song on the festival, but in the competition was, I think, more than uh, 15 songs from uh, different parts of ex-Yugoslavia. It was the competition of the uh, RTV uh, centers. Uh, the, we represented the, uh, RTV Sarajevo. <laughs> The contest in 1976 was held in The Hague, as you, as you said. Uh, and I know that only some minutes before your performance, something happened. Oh, yeah, you, you remind me in your introduction. Yes, one of the Italian photographers tried to pay attention and um, to, to call me to look at him, to give him a smile, special smile for his photo. And he uh, unfortunately uh, makes a move with his photo in the in the face, 
and the people around me they they were very frightened that something's happened with my eye or the nose or my face and they remove all the makeup from my face to to be sure that nothing's happened that everything is okay so uh, my uh, very natural look in a hague and uh, clear face it's thanks italian photographer <laughs> and uh, the song you sang was you you sang about pain did you have the pain <laughs> no i i can't i can't recall it it was absolutely a couple of minutes before we go on stage and i was absolutely focused <laughs> on the performance so i i didn't was aware of of all this situation until uh, our three minutes finished on stage it was everything okay with my nose and eye and now it's a, it's anecdote and thank you to remind me <laughs> because France made a mistake, you ended in last place after the yeah. voting because the jury missed to give you four points. Yes. This was later corrected, of course. But how disappointed were you there and then with that low placement? I'm always thought that it's really important to be visible, to be present on the Eurovision Song Contest. It's you are the best in your country and you're coming as the best from your country. So uh, you've got three minutes to represent yourself and this what is the best in your country. And if the jurors around Europe decide that, that recognize this, Emil, you and I, we know that at that moment, Yugoslavia was the only one socialist country in a competition. So I think that maybe it was one of the reasons, political reasons. We know that um, uh, among business and uh, politics also, it's sometimes involved in the way how the juries uh, votes uh, around Europe. I must tell you, I was not disappointed. It was a wonderful experience. At the time, we had an orchestra live and, you know, everything was live. Uh, the production, of course, was small when you compare, compare with uh, today's big events, big shows. But it was uh, for, for the 1976, it was a wonderful event. And I was I was so happy that we were there. And also one excellent a moment happened before we arrived in Hague. We was uh, involved uh, in uh, in London. We uh, record our English version of the song in the studio in Abbey Road when the Beatles recorded, and I was so happy, so happy that it happens to me. Nemogo Skritisvoj Bol is one of my absolutely favorites this year, and I'm absolutely convinced that the song was ahead of its time. Did you have any favorites among your competitors? Certainly don't like the winners. Kisses for me, save all your kisses for me. Bye-bye, baby, bye-bye. I think it was the, the worst, maybe worst song in the competition. I couldn't recall the old songs from 76. No, Emil, it's a too difficult question for me. <laughs> no worry. I couldn't remember, really. Because of this bad place, your country took a long break from the contest. Oh, it was the wrong decision, definitely. Why? You One year you are the last, next year you may be the win- might be the winner. And uh, the only important is to be there. 
to participate in the competition. I think that it was the wrong decision of the ex-Yugoslavia radio television. So uh, we get back in 1981, and curiously, it was again the song from uh, with a Bosnian performer, Vajta, coming back in Dublin, and I was one of the backing singers for him. Yes, exactly. And let's listen to the song Leila. <laughs> In 1988, you stopped your music career. Why? I had enough. I mean, um, I had 25 years of career. The things changing on the stages in, in ex-Yugoslavia. It started this era with a playback. You know, you you see someone, but you, you couldn't hear the, the voice. I mean, I, I don't think so that you have a right to perform in front of the audience with a with a playback. It's it's not fair. And I decided to to quit for some times that I hope that things will change. And you later worked among other things with television and you also became a member of the Bosnian Herzegovina Parliament. Yeah. During the 90s I was uh, working on the radio and television as editor uh, host of the of the programs, executive producer. Almost 20 years I was in uh, radio and television. And uh, Parliament, it, it comes in the 2010. I was asked from one uh, new political force in Bosnia and Herzegovina to join them. And, you know, I was always the person who think that you could not just sit and wait that somebody else doing something for you if you uh, see that you can contribute to some some processes or, or do something good, do it. So I decided and uh, joined uh, this political party. People in Bosnia and Herzegovina recognized me as a person with uh, more than uh, 35 years of public life. And they give me huge amount of voices, and I became a member of the Bosnia and Herzegovina Parliament, State Parliament. I was there for four years, Council of Europe, also as a member of the delegation and a member of the committees for equality and non-discrimination, and also as a committee for media. And and uh, it was really difficult part of my life. I'm not very happy with this, what I um, saw in politics. I'm not very happy with the picture which I uh, take from uh, parliamentary work. I mean, so many people are just the figures. They do not want to raise their voices to do something which is important for, for common people, for the people who send us in the parliament. I was 2014, 60 years old and had a 40 years of work. And according to the law in Bosnia and Herzegovina, I was retired. 
I decided to go out from the political life, but stay as an activist for the human rights, especially women human rights. That's great. Uh, we go back to the 90s because wasn't it thanks to you a Bosnian Herzegovina took part in Eurovision in 1993? Uh, well, I had my previous experiences with the Eurovision. I was twice performer and work as the journalist and the commentator, and I I recognize all the elements of the uh, event and the project. So uh, when we became independent, uh, radio television of Bosnia and Herzegovina became a member of the EBU. And uh, I was working there at the time, you know, it was, it was war. We were surrendered. Sarajevo was under the siege. And the situation was absolutely unreal. Uh, without any um, supplies, without food, without medicines, without electricity, water, heating. We try really to find a way how to fight for our rights to live uh, uh, and for our dignity. So I thought that it will be important for us as the uh, musicians and editors on the radio and television to try to go to the Eurovision Song Contest. Our radio television was the member of the EBU. We can participate. And I suggested to the management of the RTV BIH. Uh, I remember what said my general manager. He said, you, you can do it. And my colleagues and I, we said, yes, we can. Because it was the way uh, for us, the only way to show the, 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 the whole Europe that our place is at the Eurovision Song Contest, is not in a surrendered Sarajevo. Uh, we, need, we needed uh, our, our place, our space in, in, in the world. So it was our way how, how to fight. And we start to organize this unbelievable uh, event in uh, Sarajevo under the siege 1993. <laughs> Yeah, and in 1993, a pre-selection was arranged in Ljubljana, where seven countries took part, none of which had participated in the Eurovision Song mm -hmm. Contest before. Yeah. And you were the jury for Bosnia-Herzegovina, and yes. I have heard so much about this pre-selection and what went on, so I ask you now, was it fair or just foul play? You recall me some situation, Emil. Yeah, um, uh, you know, it was several, you said seven countries, I remember, uh, but just the three places for competition in, in Mill Street this yeah, year. exactly. And uh, I remember that uh, some of the representatives of, of some countries, they tried to negotiate our votings in, in Ljubljana. I was the member of the, of the jury, as you said. And I said, why you do this? Uh, one of the um, member of the jury uh, said to me that, you know, you Bosnians, you're going to go. I mean, everyone would vote for you because you, you come from the war. It, it's going to be very easy for you. I, I didn't think this way. And uh, I remember that uh, I was... 
uh, in favor of my my colleagues from from uh, Croatia and Slovenia because I I knew the performers I recognized the authors and composers and you know everything was was very familiar to me and also Croatia uh, has one one song which was important for them at the time. Don't I voted uh, for for Croatia 10 points and uh, when uh, Ms. Urličić, the head of the delegation and the juror for Croatia uh, voted, she gives to Bosnia and Herzegovina zero points. Fair? No, it was not, absolutely. I remember this. My colleagues from Croatia and uh, call me all night in Ljubljana. They find the number in our hotel. Uh, some of them cry. They said that they are ashamed because of this vote of, of the member of, of their jury. So um, it was good at the end for, for all of us uh, previous parts of the ex-Yugoslavia. Uh, so Slovenia, Croatia and Bosnia and Herzegovina goes to Mill Street. You became the head of delegation in 1993, and in a previous episode of this podcast, I talked to Mohamed Faslagic, who represented Bosnia this year, and he told me about how they fled to Mill Street. Can you please tell us in your own words how you came to Mill Street? We start from, from Sarajevo, running across the runaway in the middle of the night. It was the only way to go out from Sarajevo something which was very uh, difficult and um, at the time it was the quite normal for us that we're doing these these things so we run across the runaway walk uh, across the mountain igman and then we drive in some buses i can't remember to zagreb in zagreb um, give us help our embassy embassy of bosnia and herzegovina and many many friends colleagues, um, our colleagues from, from Croatia, from Slovenia, from all around the Europe, they, they found out that we are in Zagreb and they call us to give us help. You know, we, we haven't got anything. We haven't got money for plane tickets, for, for hotel costs in, in, in Croatia, Ljubljana, and also in Ireland. So they send us everything. Uh, they collect very important people from Bosnia and Herzegovina, sports persons, uh, politicians who, who live abroad. They organize everything to prepare for us uh, money and uh, everything we needed to can participate in, in Ljubljana. And um, after that, uh, the same situation happened uh, for, for Mill Street. Um, I, I traveled to Vienna with, um, uh, oh, I, I don't know if I can say this. I traveled to Vienna uh, with all the passports of the members of the delegations because only me has got a visa. And the Irish uh, embassy in Vienna decided that accept this and give us uh, visas so we can fly from, from Ljubljana to, to Mill Street. I was called night before we go to uh, Mill Street from 
Madame Maura Lee. I remember this wonderful woman, excellent producer of Irish television. She called me and said, you're going to be wait. I said, what, did, what this doesn't mean? She said, it's going to be a huge interest for you and your team in uh, Mill Street, so be prepared. But we was not absolutely prepared for 40 or 50 uh, crews of the journalists from radio and television all over the, the Europe who waited for us in Mill Street. I remember that night was um, our arrival was covered by the uh, BBC uh, in in their in their uh, main news, and it was a huge story for for the people in Europe. For us, was absolutely important that the coverage was like this because it was our goal. We representing Bosnia and Herzegovina. We representing us as a professionals and uh, musicians and uh, humans, and uh, we really try to say and underline what happened in uh, the heart of Europe at the end of the 20th century and to show us to the people in, in Europe. Uh, we had a huge help of the RTE, uh, of their uh, uh, staff and crew. And I remember that uh, happened, this this thing happened that our conductor couldn't arrive in, in Mill Street. famous Irish conductor decided to perform with us to, to help us. Noel Kelehan was the conductor, first Eurovision Bosnian appearance. Yeah, and you were the head of delegation in 1994 and 95 too. So you have been to Ireland many times. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, you know, uh, it, it's it's a funny. Um, uh, before this whole situation, I really want so much to go to Ireland uh, to because I like the the music and I I I saw so many documentary, wonderful documentaries about this country. I thought, yeah, once I must go there, and then I go in a, such a difficult uh, times several times in a row. And it was, for me, um, wonderful, something like um, a dream come true, you know, especially because the uh, organizers did everything to show us the country, to um, give us anything we, we want to, to see, to go on the different parts of the, of the island. And it was really wonderful. Uh, it means uh, when you say 93, 4 and 5, it means that I also coming back to Sarajevo. I go at the competition and go back to my uh, home uh, in Sarajevo, same way. I mean, across the mountain and uh, across the runaway in a whole these horrible nights and, and situations. And I must say that from this point of view, I'm really so grateful and so happy that none of our member of the delegations never been hurt or that we didn't lose any member of the of the delegations of Bosnia Herzegovina. Peace.
didn't you hire the same team that backed the winner, Neve Kavanagh, in 93, these two years? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It was, it, you know, it was very difficult for us to go from Sarajevo with a performer, author and composer and a four backing singers because we haven't got enough uh, resources for that and it was uh, very 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 difficult for for all of us to find all all necessary uh, resources to to reach Ireland also uh, i must once again say the name mora lee helped me very much uh, i sent her a request and uh, she uh, she did everything for us that we uh, meet with the four wonderful singers in in Dublin, and it was a wonderful cooperation. I mean, they learned the song for a couple of hours, and also, like you, they pronounce excellent the words of the song. Davor was very happy with them, and uh, this is. One more cooperation for, for Bosnia and Herzegovina. After Noel Kelehan, we had also the backing singers. They were excellent. In 96, when the contest was held in Oslo, you weren't the head of delegation. Why? It was the reconstruction of the radio television of the public broadcaster in Bosnia and Herzegovina started this year. And uh, I was working for Radio Television of Federation of Bosnia and Herzegovina. The competition was uh, uh, in the hands of the Radio Television of Bosnia and Herzegovina main broadcaster. And they decided that they want a new, new team, new, new, new leader project and everything. And uh, I was uh, moved away from, from the project. I was not very uh, happy with this, I must tell you, because uh, I saw that some things are not so well prepared for excellent singer Amila. Uh, but, you know, the situation was like this, and I told to those who calls me, ask for some information or some uh, suggestion, and must say that I did not understand at the time why why that, that happened. But you know, it's a, it's a right of the of the manager. It's a right of the executive producers and executives on uh, uh, radio television to decide that who is going to be of the projects. Yeah, and in '97 the contest again was held in Ireland, and didn't you get a special invitation? Yeah. Uh, 1993, I received in Ireland a crystal star from the Minister of Culture and the Radio Television of Ireland. Uh, they said that I was the best head of the delegation this year. It was absolutely understandable because of all the situation and the way how we get to Ireland and, and uh, run all this in Sarajevo and in, in Ljubljana and then in, in, in Mill Street. And I stay in a wonderful contacts with uh, all these people. I mean, they also uh, offer me to stay in Ireland 1994. They were worried, of, of course, about uh, the situation in Bosnia and Herzegovina. They want to help me or my family or, uh, and, and to, uh, to give me uh, to stay in Ireland. 
But I, of course, decided to come back to, to Sarajevo, to Bosnia and Herzegovina, very grateful for their offer. And in 1996, they decided, because they saw that I am not on the list of the delegation for competition in Dublin, uh, they decided to uh, send me a special invitation. I was absolutely delighted. It was wonderful gesture of uh, Minister of Culture and uh, Radio Television of Ireland. And I enjoyed it very much to see the competition from one different corner. You know, I was always in, very much involved in in organization, in all details, in you know, performing. And uh, But to be somebody who can sit in the audience and watch the competition, it was the new experience for me. So it was wonderful. And you were back as head of delegation in 2001 and 2002 when the contest was held in Copenhagen and Tallinn. Yes, first of all, we had excellent events in Sarajevo, in Bosnia and Herzegovina. Our competition was very, very good these two years. Uh, I'm very proud for this. Also, I think that we... We had quite good representation in, in Copenhagen and uh, Tallinn. But, but, you know, it was uh, very difficult for, for us to raise the money for, for the projects because uh, in Bosnia and Herzegovina was still post-conflict situation, very, very difficult for, for public broadcaster. And I think that they need me especially for, for this because they, they know that, that, that I... I will do anything which is possible and which is needed to go competition and to be with my colleagues uh, part of this uh, huge and wonderful event. And Bosnia and Herzegovina hasn't taken part in Eurovision since 2016. What do you think about that? This is unfair. I mean, this is unfair because of the uh, so many talented young and uh, important uh, authors, composers, performers in Bosnia and Herzegovina. They uh, they had a right. They 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 must have a possibility to represent themselves to bigger audience. That this is a situation now in in our country and in the region. So I think that this is unfair. And I said this many times in uh, many occasions here in, in Bosnia and Herzegovina. If the people on the public broadcaster don't know or don't want or don't like to uh, organize the competition, they can give it to the independent production. They can give it to the, some producers who can arrange everything and uh, give us again a possibility to send our talented people uh, to this uh, wonderful event. And I hope, really hope, that after all this 
situation after we all, I hope, survive this difficult time for whole world. Uh, we're going to find a way in Bosnia and Herzegovina to be the part of the competition again. If you could decide yourself, who would you like to send next year to Rotterdam? Oh, it's a catchy. Um, I would like to see as a representative of, a representative of Bosnia and Herzegovina. Uh, one very, very good singer is, uh, his name is um, Nermin Pushkar. It's an excellent singer. And he now lives in, in Slovenia, but he is uh, originally Bosnian. And I was his first producer here in Bosnia and Herzegovina. He's so good singer. I think that he he he'll be excellent representative of Bosnia and Herzegovina. <laughs> But also, I'm always in favor for women performers. And unfortunately, after Maya Sar and Maria, uh, I don't don't see any new uh, singer, young women, female singer in Bosnia and Herzegovina. If I involve myself in some project and I work hard on this, maybe we can find someone new and someone very for European scene. A little bird whispered you are a big fan of the San Remo festival and even during the Yugoslavian war you attended as a reporter. Yes, it was uh, also the part of, of my, my fight for my professional and human dignity and also I, I am really a big fan of, of San Remo. My mother uh, introduced me this festival when I was very very young and I, I like this way how the Italian really take care of this festival and this, this, this wonderful event. For many months before the festival, they live for, for Sanremo. All the countries is all around this uh, pre-selections and competitions. But in Sanremo, you also has got the young and newcomers and uh, big stars and uh, legends of Italian music. And it was really, really uh, wonderful and interesting. And if you ask me, uh, last year at the Eurovision Song Contest, I like very much Italian song. <laughs> They also were out of the competition for a couple of years because of the, uh, I think, uh, marketing, some marketing reasons. But they decided to come back and I think it, it's very good. Thank you so much, Ismeta, for this nice talk. 
hope this was interesting to the people who follow you and listen to you. You know, sometimes uh, people who's got 40 or 50 years like me in a We've got so many things to say, but we don't know how to um, say this in a couple of words, in a couple of minutes. For us, you need maybe all night talk. <laughs> so thank you very much to having me in, in this. And thanks to you, dear listeners. I hope you liked this episode. And if you did, please give a review on your platform for podcasts so even more people find us. Follow Eurovision Legends on Facebook and Instagram or write me a mail with suggestions, questions or opinions to emil at schlagervannerna.se. You find all information on eurovisionlegends.se. Vala ponu na svemo izmeta! Hvala Emile, nadam se da je bilo konstruktivno i da je bilo zanimljivo i za tebe i za sve one koje nas slušaju. Aha, I must translate this, no? Yes, yes, please. <laughs> okay, thank you very much Emile, I hope that it was uh, interesting and uh, uh, useful for those who want to know a little bit more about the background of the Eurovision Song Contest and to you. Believe me, you you surprised me with some questions and you you I, I find myself now how look in, in my diaries to find out, to remember many things it was in my previous life, you know, so many things happened. If you come to Sarajevo, be my guest. Memory does it right